Welcome to The Author's Journey with number one international best-selling author and in-demand publisher, Rebecca Hall Greider. Today, we'll showcase the works of an amazing best-selling author, find out the story behind their book, and explore ways to bring your message powerfully forward. Now, here's your host, Rebecca Hall Greider. Welcome, everyone. I hope that you are doing well, that this year is starting off powerfully and purposely for you on your journey as an author, as a reader, as someone every day taking steps on your journey to bring your truth and your message forward. I'm excited to be meeting with you here in the beginning of the year as we pull back the curtain and talk with an amazing best-selling author. And not only is she a best-selling author, she's an international best-selling author, a number one international best-selling author, and she has created a powerful series, a fictional series that specializes in the business arena, and I find her series captivating that I I start to read and it just pulls me in and then I'm ready for the next book and the next book. So I'm really excited to pull back the curtain and hear from her what it is like to create a series and how to pull readers in in such a way that they're impacted by the story and find themselves, I find that it's thought-provoking. I I can see myself in certain parts in the story and I reflect on things. It's something that I carry forward with me. So I'm really excited to hear from her and have her share from her heart what it's like to bring such a captivating and powerful best-selling series forward. Oh, listeners, I know you're in for a treat. And in order to get the most out of our time together today, I encourage you to really take a breath, be present, and it's great to have a piece of paper, something that you can take notes as we're going through, because there will be something that sparks your interest or is a reminder or helps you and something that you will want to follow up on or start to do or a practice you can bring into play. And by writing it down, you're able to capture and start to bring it into reality. So that's my uh, my two tips. So one, stay present, be open and available so that you are able to receive, avoid multitasking, (laughs) try to be present, open and listening with anticipation. And secondly, have that paper and pen handy for when, not if, when that insight or spark comes up in the conversation to support you on your journey and write it down. That helps you start to bring it forward into reality and into your journey. So welcome, everyone. It is my privilege and honor to introduce our amazing guest. Karen Ann Bullock is a leadership coach, number one international bestselling author, and speaker who is inspiring women to expand their vision of possibilities and to bring those vision, those possibilities forward. It's her series that we are going to be talking about today is built on Karen's Well, I would say both her series and the work that she does are built on her fearlessness as a corporate leader. Her series helps women tap into their true selves, the Daring to Transcend series. 
and not only tap into their true selves, but discover how to bring their true selves forward more and more and thrive. She is passionate about helping you embrace risk and bring your visions forward. Let's lean in and welcome the powerful, dynamic, and leadership-oriented expert. That I have so much I want to say. My hands are expanding here, and as I'm, I'm wanting to add more titles, but I love your ability to help women embrace those challenges, expand their vision, and to embrace risk. And you are brilliant at helping them do that. So let's welcome the powerful and dynamic Karen Ann Bullock to the show. Welcome. Thank you so much, Rebecca. I am so excited to be here today. Um, i I love having conversations with you, and I love talking about my book, so I'm really excited to be here. <laughs> Thrilled to have you here joining us today. What a great way to, to start the new year. And I wanted to start our conversation with why. Why is this work of helping women in this particular way, why is that personally so important to you? Well, Rebecca, as you know, I had a very long and very successful corporate career, but I got to a point in my career where I felt like, what's next? I felt like something was missing. And I I think a lot of successful women do that. We get so caught up in doing the right things to be successful, to raise our families, to build our relationships and all the things that we do. And we then get to a point where it's like, okay, I've done all this, I've followed all the rules, I've checked all the boxes, but now it seems like there's a box that needs to be checked, but I don't know what that box is. Mm -hmm. And so for me, it was a journey to explore what that box or those boxes are for me. And of course, they keep changing and growing and evolving as I change and grow and evolve. And I really wanted to help women be able to pinpoint what really matters to them, really explore that, and integrate all of themselves into whatever they're bringing forward um, from that point forward. And a lot of women, Mm. I find, don't even know what they want, um, including sometimes the heroine of my books. (laughs) So uh, it's, it's... you know, it's it's really interesting to, to really be able to help women dig down deep, figure out what they really, truly want, and then take the risk to get there and, and to implement that and get, get what they want out of life. Mm. I love that. And I love that understanding that we're not always even sure what is that box. I know I need to check it. <laughs> I just don't know what it is. And helping people explore that and discover and that there are new boxes that it sounds like get created as as we go along in our journey that can be checked off as well. So I love the work that you do and the passion for it and helping um, so many women come forward in this way. It's exciting work. And I know one of the, the boxes you've checked is creating this series, the Ascending Ladder series that you've been able to bring forward. It's an international best-selling series. And I'd love for you to share why you felt called to create a fiction series and how this has even crossed over into the business space, into the nonfiction realm. Well, I started writing, I and I, I've, you know, I've 
heard told you this story before, but I, it bears repeating at least briefly. You know mm-hmm. that I started writing nonfiction. I started writing a book about women's leadership, and. I just, I didn't connect with it. It wasn't resonating with me emotionally. It was resonating with me intellectually. But one of the things that's really important as as we move forward, you know, as women and we grow into our full selves, full expression of ourselves, is to connect with our emotions and connect with our spirits. And so I wanted to get out of just that intellectual aspect of, okay, this is what you do as a women, female leader, because we know that, and, and we know how to do that. What I really wanted to get into was connecting on an emotional and spiritual level with our work, our lives, and and what we want to bring into the world. And so fiction was a great way to be able to explore all those different aspects of of being a leader, of being a woman, of bringing, trying to bring change into the world without staying purely in that, you know, rational mindset. And that's, I think why the books ended up being fiction, because it really, I really wanted to explore the whole dynamic, the whole human dynamic, not just the intellectual aspects of being a female leader. Hmm. Well, there's something magical about storytelling that we get pulled in and we learn and discover and stretch and imagine in that sort of a format as well. And so I think it's a really powerful and impactful way for people to discover, grow, stretch, and learn um, leadership skills. And I feel like you touch on business ethic types of things. You touch on family things. You touch on different coworker dynamics. I mean, it's a very, very layoffs. Like you touch on so many things that can be dealt with and are dealt with in our daily rhythm of life and things that we have heard about or been confronted with. And we get to sit in the seat of learning how different characters navigate those waters and rise up. Oh, anything you would add to that? No, I think you're exactly right. Um, I, I think that's what I love about reading section is, mm-hmm. is sort of getting emotionally drawn into the story and identifying with the different characters or different aspects of the characters and, and seeing how that helps me grow myself. And mm-hmm. you know, as the characters grow and look at things from different perspectives, again, one of the things I love about fiction is each character has their own viewpoint, their own perspective, and their own their own opinions about mm-hmm. different situations and so we get to explore different ways of looking at very common problems in in a broader and deeper context mm. in fiction. I love it. And then how did you know and discover this is a series? When you wrote book one, did you know, I know this is going to be a three-part series or when did you discover that and know it was becoming a trilogy? Well, I did not know when I wrote book one. I thought book one was going to be a standalone book. But when I got to the end of the book, I realized that there were parts of the story that were unfulfilled and needed further explanation, exploration, I should say. And mm-hmm. and so it turned into 
know the second book. And then as I was writing the second book, I realized, you know, there's characters in here who I would love to explore their voices further, but you know, there's not room in this book. So, um, you know, I wanted to, to take it to, to another level to be able to let some of the other characters have their voices as well. Beautiful. I, I love it. So you have released book one, book two. I know book three is coming out later this year. So it's really exciting. And book one and two are in multiple formats, and I know the Audible is is coming out soon for book two, so people can choose the different ways they can enjoy these powerful books. I'm curious, what is part of your hope and desire as a reader picks up book one, they, they pick up book two, what are you hoping that they discover and learn personally as they dive into the Ascending Ladder series? Well, I'm hoping that they learn more about, you know, kind of what I said before, integrating their whole self, you know, integrating their emotions, integrating their spirit, integrating their intellect, and bringing aspects of themselves into everything they do, but particularly into their jobs in in a new way. I, I really want people to engage with the book books with an open mind and with, curiosity to say, mm-hmm. hmm, how can the situations that Cheryl, the heroine, is dealing with or some of the other characters, you know, how, how have I seen them? How do they play out in my life? And how can I become a better person for reading them? Mm, I love it. Beautiful. Well, we are getting ready to go to our first commercial break. And as we do so, listeners, I want you to think about some of what Karen has shared. And perhaps it's expanded your view a little bit on fiction and how impactful it can be. And thinking about how are you looking at some of these things in your life as we're beginning the year? It's a really great time to take stock, to kind of look at things. What sort of books do you have in your library that are feeding and supporting you this year? Are they creating an opportunity for you to grow, to think, to expand that takes you on a journey, perhaps shifts your vision a little bit, gives you an opportunity to learn from others? It's really important to add those types of books and resources, even the programs and shows that we watch and listen to, that they're actually supportive of us on our journey. So I want to encourage you as you take this two-minute break to really think about some of what Karen has shared. Certainly add this to your list of items, the Ascending Ladder series, book one and two, that you can add to your reading list. And how are you building the practice of expanding your reach and finding a way to bring your truth and your messages forward. We'll continue our conversation in just two minutes. Voice America is on LinkedIn. Connect with us today. Announcing a powerful new TV channel featuring programs designed to enhance and transform your life. Make powerful connections one program at a time. And by doing so, we can bring transformation to the world. 
Tune in each week to Empowered Connections TV as we add new programs to help you make empowered connections of your own. Visit EmpoweredConnectionsTV.com. That's EmpoweredConnectionsTV.com. And make the most of an incredible life transformation. Rebecca Hall Greider's Speaker Talent Search is looking for speakers wanting to get on more stages. With just one audition, you could open the doors to hundreds of speaking opportunities, reach more people, and expand your impact. Finalists get to audition live in front of leaders looking to fill all kinds of speaking opportunities. Apply now at SpeakerTalentSearch.com. That's SpeakerTalentSearch.com. We look forward to hearing your message. Streaming live. The leader in Internet talk radio. VoiceAmerica.com. Welcome back, everyone. I hope you enjoyed those two minutes and took some time to really see what's speaking to your heart and your spirit and really being thoughtful about what you're adding to your reading list. What sort of tools and resources are you bringing in to support you, to help you expand, to bring forward those things that matter to you? And I think adding fiction to that library, if you haven't already, can really be a a rich and fun. We were even talking about that behind the scenes, that fiction can be fun too, fun way to learn <laughs> and expand and explore that you can bring into your world. So I really encourage you to do that as well as play around with, do you have messages and things you could bring forward in a story format as well. Now, we've been talking about Karen's powerful series, the Ascending Ladder series, and we wanted to, in particular, focus on book two, because book one we got to talk about previously. So, I wanted to take a moment and talk about book two, which is Pursuing Truth, that was released. It became a bestseller in four countries, the U.S., Canada, Germany, and Australia, 41 best-selling categories, with four of them ranking number one. So it was received very powerfully in different parts of the world, and that was just as it was launched. And I'd love for you to take a moment, Karen, and just share a little bit about pursuing truth and what they can maybe be discovered or intrigued by in this particular volume. Well, Rebecca, one of the things that really, was really fun about Pursuing Truth is there, there's sort of two main storylines in Pursuing Truth. One is uh, with, with Cheryl Simmons, who was the, the featured character in, um, in the first book of the Ascending Ladder series, mm-hmm. Discovering Power. Mm-hmm. And she she and her colleagues at work discover some nefarious activity, and she's faced with a whole bunch of ethical and legal, potentially legal dilemmas in trying to sort out what the truth is there and who's doing what and, um, you know, figuring out what's going on. So that's kind of fun from a, you know, sort of corporate uh, it's not corporate espionage, but it's you know a corporate drama from mm-hmm. you know something somebody that's not doing something right. And then in, in in parallel, she's dealing with you know a situation with her husband. And and as we know with with relationships, 
especially when two people have high-powered careers, you know, it can put it can put a lot of stress on the relationship. So she's discovering that her relationship, her marriage is under a lot more stress than she realized and her husband is faced with some interesting dynamics with one of his coworkers. Um, and, you know, workplace relationships can also get really complicated <laughs> and stressful, <laughs> as you know. So I kind of dive into two, two different themes here. One is, you know, work, corporate workplace dynamics and relationships and, and how all those play out. And then also, you know, the ethics of, you know, people who maybe, you know, don't quite follow the rules at work. And I and I feel like that's a da 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 a cliffhanger <laughs> that they can <laughs> uh, be intrigued by and discover how those storylines um, play out. And uh, there are very interesting um, twists and turns. Um, it's a page turner I have found <laughs> um, in the in the yeah. Copy my husband that, when my husband. Mm-hmm. When my husband read it, he complained that he wasn't getting enough sleep because it was keeping him awake at night. <laughs> we get so involved in it that he wouldn't go to sleep. <laughs> See, I love it. Yep, <laughs> exactly, exactly. So, definitely a page turner. And um, but I guess we should have that warning. You know, just start early enough that you can have a boundary to sleep as well. Because <laughs> sleep is important. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> I love that. And do you have a, a sample reading that you'd be able to share with us today just to give people a little bit of a taste? I would love to. I think it would be fun. So I'm going to Wonderful. give you something sort of from the be- close to the beginning, but it, it sort of sets up the workplace the workplace relationship drama a little bit. Okay. Okay, here we go. Alicia is moving to New Jersey, Dave said, shaking his head. She is? Robert gave a long, low whistle. Well, that's going to make things interesting around here. His deep bass voice full of dry humor. Dave made a face at him. Shut up, he said. I don't need input from the peanut gallery. Robert laughed. No, you need input from a good psychologist, he said. You've really got a mess now, my friend. What are you going to do? What do you mean, what am I going to do? I guess I'll help Alicia get settled a little, but there's only so much I can do. Robert arched a single eyebrow, a skill Dave admired under different circumstances. And what about Cheryl, his friend asked. What about her? She won't mind me helping a friend, Dave replied defensively. I've helped friends transferring to New Jersey before, including you, you idiot. Yeah, but I'm not an attractive single blonde who is, may I remind you, 12 or more years younger than your wife, Robert retorted. They had speculated previously that Alicia was probably in her mid-30s, while both he and Dave were in their early 50s. Cheryl, at 50, was only a couple years younger than they were. Dave scowled. Crap. Pretty much, Robert agreed cheerfully. I think you're going to be in a heap of trouble, my man. Chuckling softly, Robert sat all the way down and turned back to his laptop. Dave glanced at Robert, the back of Robert's head for several moments before turning back to his own computer. Robert's right, Dave thought. Alicia is a lot long, younger than Cheryl, who probably isn't going to be thrilled about me helping Alicia, even if she is only a friend and colleague. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> Oh, thank you for sharing. <laughs> I love it. And and the um, 
I, I don't want to say more because I don't want to give away anything that the reader will get to enjoy and discover as they lean into this volume and see what that heap of trouble may or may not be. <laughs> Absolutely. And I, I love, I love one of the things I loved about Pursuing Truth, which I really didn't expect <laughs> when I set out to write it, was the dynamics between Dave and, and Robert, you know, his, his friend, because Dave is Cheryl's white husband, and Robert being a, a workplace colleague, I, I didn't expect the fun in their relationship. And, and Robert ended up being a character I really loved. So um, I just, I, I really loved the way some of the characters develop and just have a good time with each other at, at parts of this book too. And, and I'd love to, to touch on that and um, as um, something to expand on, because it sounds like when you write, you're not quite sure how they will develop or all the twists and turns that'll be taken. So it seems like you're almost discovering the story as it's being created. Is that true? Or how does it work for you? Do you know where some of it's going? Or does it all get created with you? How does that work? Well, I have a general idea of where I think things are going to go when I start. Mm-hmm. Uh so, you know, it's not like a, it's not like a complete mystery, but I have to say the characters end up taking me on a journey and, and, and part of it is a discovery process too, that I don't always know what's going to happen, happen next in, in the book. So, you know, the characters kind of dictate things to me. So it's a combination of kind of having a general concept of where things are going, but then allowing for the characters to develop and tell me their story and, you know, show up. Mm-hmm. Well, I love that you hold space and allow them to fully develop and maybe even surprise you along the way that you hold space and room for that. I think that helps create an even richer experience for the reader and the depth and expansion of character. Beautiful. Yeah, I, I, I really, I love allowing the characters to unfold um, because you know, they grow, they grow as, as I'm writing, you know, just as I grow as, as I'm writing. And so it's, it's part of the process for me. You know, I know a lot of writers don't, you know, sort of have everything planned out, but I like allowing the mystery because I like being surprised by what's going to happen too. It makes the writing process more enjoyable for me too. Hmm. Beautiful. I think that's just a great insight for any fiction writers out there or people who are thinking of stepping into that that space, really allowing it to develop and grow as you develop and grow, too, that that can add a richness and depth to all that's being created and fun. You know, I that's something I'm hearing from you quite a bit today. I love that, that um, having fun, bringing fun into what you're doing and creating is important and, and something that you find value in. Um, and I feel like there's a joy in what you do and what you create and what you bring forward. What are your thoughts on that? That's my perspective. I'd love to know your thoughts on that. No, it, it, it's absolutely true. And I think when you're writing, particularly when you're writing fiction, even though a lot of the subject matter that I'm writing about is serious. It, it, there's, I think there has to be an element of fun in it. There has to be an element of pleasure and enjoyment because that's 
one of the beauties of fiction is it's a pleasurable and enjoyable way to learn and to grow, you know, versus just putting on our serious, let's tackle this big problem. And for me, I want my readers to have a good experience, not just to learn and grow, but also to enjoy it, to be able to, you know, escape and, and you know, get lost in another world for a while. And in order to create that experience for my readers, I kind of have to have that experience myself as I'm writing the process. So I think fun and, and pleasure are something that we don't sometimes allow as much into our growth as as we should, because it's, it's so important. And a lighter heart actually makes it easier to learn than a heavier, serious one, at least for me. I agree. I think it's so important. I mean, we can be serious about what we're building and growing, but we can have joy and fun and pleasure in the process. They're not like mutually exclusive. <laughs> I think it's important. Exactly. <laughs> they, they come together. And I think you're you're absolutely right. You know, it's you can a lighter heart, you can you have room, you can take in more, you can grow and learn. So those are some really great tips to add to our life to consider in our writing and in our, our walk and in our journey of life. I love it. Any tips that you would give to our listeners out there on their journey, those who are leaders, and I believe we're all leaders because we have the opportunity yeah. to bring forward those things that matter most to each of us. Do you have a tip on your heart today to support us? Well, I think, I think heart is the right word, that that's is what's coming to me right now. I think so often we leave our our hearts out of our leadership journey because we think we have to be rational and we have to be to you know be able to justify our actions and we have to be able to explain things to people and we we often lose that connection with our heart and with our with our gut instincts um, and I think that's one of the the things that Cheryl experiences, she goes through her journey, and I don't want to give too much of the stories away, but, but part of it is <laughs> her learning to integrate her emotions and, and her gut into things. And it's not, you know, we, we often are pressed to look at, okay, here are the numbers and what can you measure? I mean, if I've heard it once, I've heard it a million times, you know, you can't, you know, you're never going to make progress unless things are measurable. But yet not everything is measurable on a spreadsheet. <laughs> and mm-hmm. we, if we build in more of our heart and we build in more of our deeper understanding of things, it only deepens our work that we're bringing into the world. It deepens the way we present things to people and it, it deepens our own experience of life and, and the experience of those around us. Beautiful. Thank you for sharing. I so appreciate that. I think that's really great information insight for both the, all of our listeners who are readers and leaders, as well as those who are called to write, just really great insight to reflect on and how can we bring all of us in mind, body, soul, spirit, um, not just that intellectual part or the spreadsheet part. <laughs> how can we bring all of us in 
and value all of that because it, it truly does matter. Well, Karen, I've just so enjoyed having you on the show and sharing about book two, Pursuing Truth in the Ascending Ladder series. And I'd love for you to share what is the best way for people to connect with you and where can they get their copy today? Well, Rebecca, uh, Pursuing Truth and Discovering Power are both available on Amazon as well as other your other favorite booksellers. And the easiest way to connect with me is Karen Ann Bullock on LinkedIn. It's my social media of choice, although I'm also on Instagram and Facebook. Or you can go to my website, which is daringtotranscend.com, um, where you can kind of see all the information about my books and my uh, blog that I write weekly. And I have a YouTube sh- new uh, podcast slash YouTube show that's going to be launching really soon, so you can get all the information about that, too. Oh, congratulations. <laughs> I'm excited. I, I know that will be a really powerful format uh, for you and for all that, that tune in. So I'm excited about that. Thank you again for joining us. And we look forward to the Audible coming out as well as book three as details come out about that as well. Karen, thank you again for joining us today. Well, thank and, you so much for having me, Rebecca. It has been a pleasure as always. And, you know, I just, I so enjoy working with you. So thank you so much for having me. You are very, very welcome. And I also am enjoying the journey and always happy to, to have you on and share your insights and all of the wonderful things that you're bringing to the world. It's an honor and a joy because remember that joy is important. <laughs> so it absolutely is. Absolutely. <laughs> and uh, listeners, um, I encourage you to really take a couple moments at the end of today's show and write down those things that are impacting you, that are stretching, that are are expanding. Perhaps take a couple moments to reflect on what brings you joy and pleasure. How are you bringing that into the mix of what you're doing in 2024 and beyond, including writing and reading? How are you bringing that in? And we'll look forward to continuing our connection as the new year continues. So we'll look forward to talking to you next week. Meanwhile, keep reading, keep writing, and find a way to bring your messages forward. We'll talk to you next time. Thank you for tuning in to The Author's Journey. Please join Rebecca Hall Greider for another edition of The Author's Journey podcast every Monday on the Voice America Variety Channel. And until we talk again, use some of the tips and inspiration from today's show to guide you as you lean in to bringing your message forward. 